Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number one of Revelation chapter 16. We're going to be reading the first verse. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Now, in the previous chapter, Revelation 15, God had given the assignment to the seven messengers. He had given to them the seven last plagues, seven vials in which was filled up the wrath of God. This would be the the final pouring out of God's wrath in the day of judgment. They had come out of the temple, and we saw through the language that God used to describe the seven messengers that they were true believers. They were God's elect, and they were uh, sent forth to perform a priestly function, and therefore they were clothed in pure and white linen, which is also the righteousness of the saints, according to Revelation 19, verse 8. And they were girded with golden girdles as priests, uh, um, as pre- in priestly attire, as priests also were girded with girdles when they they performed their um, ministry in the temple. And the the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God, that is God's wrath in the day of judgment, and and no man was able to enter into the temple until the seven vials filled with the seven last plagues were uh, fulfilled until it was complete. And we saw that meant no more salvation. And now there's a great voice out of the temple that the Apostle John is hearing. And the Greek word for voice is phone. And uh, the Greek word for great is mega. And when we put the two together, we get megaphone. And, and that, if that sounds familiar, it's because it's where we get our word, English word, megaphone. It, that instrument that was often used before microphones, um, uh, came into existence, but a megaphone would be the instrument that uh, people would use at rallies to amplify their voice and in order for large numbers of people to hear. These two words together, megaphone or great voice, uh, are found six times in the book of Revelation, uh, translated as great voice, and twelve times um, uh, wherein we read, um, or the Apostle John would write, that I heard a loud voice. Twelve times loud voice is the same two Greek words, megaphone, and and six times as great voice. And it's no wonder, since the voice that John is hearing is the voice of God. 
And the Bible tells us the voice of Jehovah thundereth. It is about a, a great a voice as is possible. And, and, and also in the book of Revelation especially, God is giving information concerning his judgment on the church and his judgment on the world, which will commence at the end of time. And it is at that point in history that the Lord planned to open up the scriptures to reveal much truth of things that had previously been hidden. And so the voice of God that comes forth from the Bible would be amplified. It would be far greater at the time of the end concerning the degree of truth that would be revealed. And also, it, it was in the providence of God, in his wisdom, that he saw fit to allow mankind, in the last couple of centuries especially, leading up to the time of the end, to begin unearthing and developing uh, the technology that we presently have available today in our present in our modern time in which the voice yes of man because God uses people so the voice of Mr. Camping went over the airwaves of family radio in, in a spectacular way uh, to an incredible degree so that people all over the earth could hear through radio or through internet or through television or satellite broadcasting or in, in just so many ways the voice of a single individual and a single faithful ministry at that time like family radio was amplified to become a great voice. Remember what God said back in Revelation 14 in verse 7, saying with a loud voice, megaphone, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. That is exactly what God did. He spoke with a loud voice And he opened up the door and gave tremendous opportunity for the word of God to be faithfully taught and declared all over the earth in a way that never before was possible or was seen. Well, this is what we read here also in Revelation 16. One, I heard a great voice out of the temple. And of course, that's God's dwelling. He he has filled the temple, the body of believers, and he is spirit and he indwells his people. So when he opens up his word and reveals truth to his people, that is the great voice that comes forth from God out of the eternal temple. The Bible also tells us Christ is the temple of it. And the great voice came out of the temple saying to the seven angels or to the seven messengers because they represent the elect and who has ears to hear the voice of God but God's people. And uh, that's just 
the way it is, as God has given the Bible uh, to the world, to mankind. Anybody can get a hold of a Bible. You don't even have to get an actual Bible today. You can get one online. You can find websites that have Bibles you can read or hear, and they're free. People have the Bible, and yet not everyone that has the Bible is saved. And those that are not saved that have the Bible, they can read the Bible, they could study the Bible, they could teach the Bible, but they will not hear the voice of Christ speaking through the Bible because if they're not saved, they have not been given ears to hear. And the Bible has a whole other dimension, a whole other realm of truth, a whole other layer to it. It has depths and in order to reach that dimension and to dig into the depths of the Word of God to find the truth of what the Bible is saying, you must have ears to hear. You must have the Spirit of God. God must open up your ears and give understanding to the reader of the Bible. And 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 God does that for his people. So he is saying these things. And for instance, when God unsealed the Bible, he took the, the seals off of the word of God, and information came forth that declared that the church age was over and the true believers must get out of the church because the um, the separation process between the wheat and the tares was underway. And if you remain, you would be a tear. The wheat would come out and and escape the judgment of God upon the churches and congregations. Well, this was declared by the true believers who God opened up that information to. And then they shared it, and the people in the churches heard it with their physical ears, but did not hear it with spiritual ears, because they refused to listen. They failed to hearken, and they did not come out of the church. And that's why God speaks to his people, and they hear the voice of Christ. They don't hear or respond to other voices, but they do respond to his voice. And so here, God, eternal God, is saying to the seven messengers. Now let's see what he says. Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. It is a command of God to go forth, go your ways. And it it fits right in with what we have learned in other parts of the Bible. When we did a study in Jeremiah 50, God commanded, publish these things concerning Babylon's fall, as Babylon typified the world, Satan's kingdom, that comes under the judgment of God. And in Jeremiah 50, Verse 2, God said, they must be published, conceal them not, but publish. He said two times. And we learned in 
Revelation chapter 14, that at the time of harvest, that when the Lord sends the sickle, that that pointed to him sending his messengers. And that's what Matthew 13, 39 said, that the angels are the reapers. And in Revelation 14, the English word thrust in thy sickle, the word thrust in one place or two places is the Greek word pempo, which means to send in thy sickle. And that's a word that identifies with messengers, with the people of God. So God told us again in a different way. First, he said, publish these things. Then he said, uh, in Revelation 14, send the sickle to reap. And the Bible says that uh, in John 4 to the disciples that they are the reapers, that they will do the reaping. And we are the messengers of God that Matthew 13, 39 was speaking of when it said the angels or messengers are the reapers. And now God is telling us in another way, in the form of these seven messengers that come out of the temple in the day of judgment, God says, go your ways. It's a command. And, and actually, there was the former command. And I'll turn there in Revelation 10, an additional command. In Revelation 10, and verses 10 and 11, I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Thou must prophesy again. There's an additional command of God, an additional directive that the Lord is giving his people. Publish these things. Thou must prophesy again. Thrust in or send in the sickle to reap. And now go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Well, you know, um, there, there are people and they hear these things and they say, oh, they say, well, Revelation 10 is another time. And and they they just don't fully grasp the idea of send in uh, send in the sickle in Revelation 14. And I've heard other uh, disputes concerning publish these things. But isn't it interesting that how we were continually looking at Judgment Day in all these passages? You. Uh, it, it cannot be denied. Jeremiah 50 is Judgment Day. The Revelation 14 is focused on Judgment Day. Revelation 10 is in the midst of the three woes and therefore focused on Judgment Day. Revelation 15 and 16 is focused on Judgment Day. And we keep finding verses in which the messengers of God are commanded to go forth. Those angels are are really going to be pretty busy spirit beings in the day of judgment, aren't they? And no, it's not the angelic spirit beings that God is addressing. It is his people. Why are we here? 
Why have we been left on the earth in the day of judgment? Is it to lounge around? Is it to um, just somehow endure the fiery trial while doing nothing? No, God is a God of activity. He is a God that is always about doing something and would have his people busy and occupied with the task that he would have them to do. And he has given that task. And we knew this right from the very beginning. It wasn't long after May 21, 2011, that Mr. Camping realized that in John 21, after the great catch of fish was brought in, that there was a very significant statement by the Lord Jesus Christ three times he said the same thing in order to indicate the purpose of God for his people that would be living on the earth in the day of judgment after the great tribulation was over, after the great catch of fish or that great multitude were already saved and came out of great tribulation, the task God assigned his people was feed my sheep. Three times he declared it. Peter, uh, son of Simon, lovest thou me? Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. Feed my sheep. And then a second, and then a third time. And in order to feed sheep, you must be active. You you must be doing something. You must be involved. You're not feeding sheep if you're not handing out tracts or if you're not um, sharing information on your Facebook page or if you're not uh, praying and and supporting a ministry that is faithful or if you're not doing something in some way in service to God in order to feed the sheep. And, uh, and, and so in all these scriptures, God has given us direction. He has given us commandment. And here, especially in Revelation 16, verse 1, go your ways. And so this is God, the voice, the megaphone the great voice coming out of the temple, speaking to the people of God, to you and to me. And God is not only saying, go your way, but then he's telling us what to do once we do go our way and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Now, what an amazing coincidence that that agrees with the idea of 1 Corinthians 6 two. Know ye not that the saints shall judge the world? It agrees with Christ coming with ten thousands of his saints in the time of judgment. And, and all kinds of other verses are in agreement. They, they show the people of God with Christ in Revelation 19, when the Lord Jesus is ruling with a rod of iron. He has the armies of heaven that has all the elect with him. In Revelation chapter 9, the 200 million horsemen are going forth in the day of judgment. 
In Revelation 9, the locusts that represent the body of believers are going forth into the world on the day of judgment. In Joel chapter 2, that army goes forth that they also represent the true believers in the day of judgment. God's people are involved. We, we don't ever, and we have no license to do this, we never have and we never will in this world to point the finger at any individual and say that, uh, that you're, you're unsaved or you're a judge. No, we, we don't do that. When we're judging the world with Christ, it just means, just like it's always been, we share the message of the Bible with people. We tell the people what the Bible is saying. And it's the Bible, the Bible whose message has turned bitter. It's the Bible whose message is now full of wrath. As we're, we're pouring out the vial and the vial points to, remember, we looked in the Old Testament that the vials would contain oil and the prophets would take the box or the vial and anoint, um, an individual to be king. And that represented the Spirit of God coming upon them. But now the Spirit of God and the Spirit is expressed through the Word of God, the Bible. The Spirit is conveyed or carried forth through the Scriptures. The pouring out of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2, for instance, it, it, it's the same word here, and pour out the vials. Well, the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts chapter 2, and it conveys the same idea. How did the Holy Spirit evangelize the earth? Or how was the Holy Spirit poured out over the course of the almost two millenniums of the church age? Through the sending forth of the word of God. Then God poured out the Holy Spirit a second time at the second part of the Great Tribulation. And how did that happen? How did the Holy Spirit go forth as the latter rain and save that great multitude through the word of God? Well, now the seven messengers are to pour out their vials, which would point to the Holy Spirit within them that expresses itself or shows himself through the declaration of the word of God. And as they share the things the Bible is saying, it is nothing but wrath for the unsaved of the world. And and so it is the pouring out of the vials of the wrath of God. And And remember back in Revelation 14, it said in verse 10, The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And that's a different word for poured out, but it's the same idea. God pours out his wrath into the cup. He measures it precisely for the wicked of the earth to drink. And yet God has a methodology. He he has a process. The Bible has turned to wrath. But it is his people who are his messengers that share what the Bible says with others. And thus, 
the wrath of God is poured out to the inhabitants of the earth. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.